Ladies and gentlemen, it is August 13th, 2021. And guess what day that that falls on? A Friday. That is right. And we're going to do the most cliche thing about it. And no, I'm not talking about giving tattoos out for $13 that are the size of a penny. No. We are going to talk about 2009's Friday the 13th. It's my sister. She's gone missing. I'm sorry. You know how many thousands of people disappear every year? She's not here, son. Some woman, she went nuts, killed all these counselors. Her son, Jason, he came back. So I do apologize beforehand if I say Friday the 13th too many damn times. There's just no way around it. So with this particular Friday the 13th movie, it was released on February 13th, 2009, which was coincidentally a Friday. I feel like every Jason Voorhees movie, there you go, I'm trying to go around it now. Every Jason movie should be released on Friday the 13th. There's, it, it just, it has to. There's no way around it. And sadly, anytime that you see Platinum Dunes and Michael Bay in front of a movie, you're already going to cringe. They've had some hits and they've had some misses. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Ninja Turtle remakes were okay. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake was amazing, and I don't care what anybody says. I thought the Amityville Horror remake was enjoyable. It wasn't bad. And then there was that piece of shit, the Nightmare on Elm Street reimagining, which was garbage. Straight garbage. I mean, I, there's no way around it. And I do feel like there is a lot of merit to looking at Michael Bay's name and cringing just because he does not read any source material. I feel like he buys up franchises and then just doesn't know what to do with them and grabs a whole bunch of, you know, unexperienced people. To make these movies. Which just bothers me. And the reason it bothers me so much. Is because you're spending all this money. Alienating a franchise. You know. Well actually alienating its fan base. And just putting out whatever. Because you feel like you have to. For this particular. Friday 13th movie. When he was at a screening. He walked out. He got up and walked out. Not because the movie was bad. It was because he felt like that this particular movie had too much sex in it. What the hell did you think you were buying? Seriously. Was was there never any sex in any of the previous Friday the 13th movies? Did did this dude not watch any of them before he even bought anything? He just snatched them up? What an idiot. Michael Bay, I know you're not going to listen to this. But stop buying shit if you don't know anything about it. I know I touched on the fact of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake earlier, and that is because the director of that movie directed this movie. When I saw Marcus Nispel's name listed as a director, which I think I've said director like three or four times now, um, I knew that we were going to get something cool. His vision is always really refreshing. I feel like he gives and breathes new life into some of these killers. 
Because he makes a vicious version of what we're already used to. Look what he did to Leatherface. Don't tell me that 1978 Leatherface and 2003 Leatherface were the exact same type of killer. No, not even close. So, when I saw his name, I knew it. I knew we were going to get something cool, and guess what? He had Jason run. I remember watching the trailer on YouTube, and it's, I feel like it's early days of YouTube, really. And I was like, wait a minute, he runs? I was all for it. Because a lot of times, Jason just briskly walked everywhere, and you didn't know how he got to certain places, and that was the fun part. We also get a couple of uh, CW alumni for all of you people who watch Supernatural and The Flash. Jared Padalecki and Danielle Panabaker were both in this movie. Now, Jared's character was looking for his sister. And that's basically the whole plot of the movie is a brother looking for his sister and he runs into a group of assholes. And Jason shows up. That's pretty much the plot of this movie. Nothing new, nothing different, nothing we haven't seen before. And to me, I think that people don't realize that. It is a Jason Voorhees movie. It is Jason at his purest form. The fact that, like I said, he runs just amazes me. But there are a couple things that do bother me about this movie. And it's mostly because I don't like knowing too much about Jason. Now, the reason I say that is because around this time, Rob Zombie's Halloween came out. Uh, I think Rob Zombie's Halloween came out a couple years before, uh, 2007, I believe. And he gave a backstory to Michael Myers that really wasn't needed. The movie wasn't bad. It just wasn't needed. It took away a lot of the mystique from the character. And the fact that they had Jason Voorhees create underground tunnels. He, now he was some sort of engineer and electrician because he was able to run wires and have lightage all the way down in his tunnels and which is beyond me you know i was like oh okay we we didn't really need to know all that and i know they were trying i well i'm sorry not trying i know they were going for giving you a reason how he was able to pop up everywhere without you actually hearing him and that makes sense but come on i mean the whole fun was turning around jason was right there no matter if you heard his big ass or not it was it was the fun part it was the jump scare the the one we all needed or the, the oh shit moment. We didn't need for him to build tunnels. He wasn't a mole. Um, like I said, it's just some things are just better left unsaid. The coolest thing about Jason's tunnels is the fact that there's two Easter eggs in there that I personally caught. Now, if anybody else caught anything else, please let me know. But I have seen Pamela Voorhees' big, thick ass sweater in there. And there was also Mark's wheelchair. Now, if anybody doesn't remember Mark, he was obviously the kid in a wheelchair in part two. He really wasn't a kid. But um, Jason slapped him in the face with a machete and he went down the longest set of stairs I've seen since Surf Ninjas. And uh, it was just hilarious. Like he got hit in the face and rolled right back and just kept on rolling. Uh, it kind of felt like the set of stairs from Ace Ventura uh, when nature calls. Anyways, enough of the 90s references. But... Um, there were also other production notes and additions to this movie that I thought would have been really cool. Now, there was talks of bringing back Alice. She was a camp counselor in part one, and she died in part two. So I don't know what version, or was she supposed to be a memory, or were they going to forget that she died? Who knows? 
Then there was talks of bringing back Tommy Jarvis. I honestly don't care what actor they were going to pick to bring him back as. I just wanted to see if they were going to throw an invite out there to Corey Feldman. Now, he's the Tommy Jarvis we all remember. It's just plain and simple. He is the one that we're all going to sit and think about when we see that particular name. Now, Tom Matthews was a great Tommy Jarvis. He was in part six. I, I thought he was great. Now, the weird part about Jarvis is the fact that he aged three different times. And who knows what time period or what timeline that was actually happening. But Tom Matthews made a return to that character in a fan-made film named Never Hike Alone. Go ahead and check that out on YouTube. Never Hike Alone. He returns as Tommy to come back and be the arch nemesis of Jason, which I think is very fitting. It's, it's really cool to see him or any version of them come back. The reason that neither one of these characters did return to the series is the fact that the producers felt like they didn't want anybody from the original movies to come back. What fan service, come on, like seriously, like we all like a little bit of a cameo from an original character from back in the day. They, but at that time, they just didn't feel like it was needed. One thing I am happy that the, that the company went with was the fact that they wanted more of an 80s style slasher. There were talks of having this movie being more of in the veins of Scream, where it was, uh, they were trying to figure out who the killer was. You know, kind of like Scooby-Doo. And for any of you out there, and I'm going to give a shout out to one of my friends, and I'm not even going to say his name, but we do call Friday the 13th Part 5 the Scooby-Doo version. And the reason I say that is because Jason Voorhees is not the killer in Part 5 at all. He is gone. He really doesn't show up at all. It's just mostly a copycat killer. There's a guy under the mask by the name of Roy Burns, and at the end, he is unmasked to find out that it's not Jason Voorhees at all. You know, that's why we call it the Scooby-Doo version, because he's, you know, it's the same plot as Scooby-Doo. He just gets unmasked and like, oh shit, we would have never thought it was you. And he would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those pesky kids. I honestly don't think that Derek Mears gets enough credit for playing Jason. I feel like he is the best actor who portrayed him since Kane Hodder. Now, I didn't like the lanky, tall Jason that we got in Freddy vs. Jason, which he just, that version just bothered me. They should have got Kane Hodder back, and we would have had a real Freddy vs. Jason showdown. But Derek Mears played it to the T. He was menacing, he had the size, he had the speed, he had everything that you needed. But he was in a movie that people hate. And why do people hate this movie? It never makes any sense to me. It follows the exact same plot, formula, whatever you want to call it, that the previous movies did. It didn't do anything different. If there's any movie that you're going to hate out of this series, go ahead and hate the Scooby-Doo one that I just mentioned. Because it didn't have Jason Voorhees in it. But that one still gets a lot of praise. So why did this movie get a lot of hate? Why do people think it's a remake? And here's a couple reasons why I can understand why people think it is a remake. The fact that they do show Jason with the burlap sack over his head like he was in part two. And he did get his hockey mask from a barn like he did in part three. So that's basically it. 
At the beginning of this movie, they, like I said, they, the mythology is still there. He's still revered. So I'm assuming he didn't go to hell and he didn't go to space. So we're going to call this an official part nine. Because Jason Goes to Hell should have been part nine. But why? Why is this movie getting so much hate? Is it because Platinum Dunes did it? Is it because that shit ass uh, Michael Bay did this? No, it's because people don't like new stuff. They don't like new. They want to always compare it to the old. As if the old stuff disappeared as soon as this movie was created. Now, I, I, if you go back in my Mortal Kombat rant a few episodes ago, you'll hear my, how I feel about remakes and people just shitting on them left and right. But this movie deserves none of the hate that it got. It is everything that we wanted to see in a Jason movie and just a little bit more. And sure... It's got some things like the tunnels that I didn't I didn't agree with. But so did the other Jason movies. There's always some shit that shouldn't happen that it just doesn't make any sense. Like the time that his grave got struck by lightning and he was brought back to life. Or the fact that his body hit some sort of underground cable in the lake and he was electrocuted and brought back to life. You're going to tell me that that's dumber than this movie? No. You shouldn't. This movie should get as much praise... And should be included as much as the other movies. It should not get as much hate as it does. But people like to hate things these days. People like to be rebellious. People like to be different. Go ahead and go back and rewatch the 2009 Friday 13th movie. It gives you everything that you wanted in a Jason Voorhees movie. It really does. Go into it with an open mind. Go into it thinking... That it is part of the series. Because in in it is in all ways. Uh, an extra sequel. Well that's enough ranting for today. And I do apologize because I didn't go too much into this movie. As far as scene for scene and kill for kill. Because I want you to go back and revisit this. I want you to go back with it. And go with an open mind. You know this movie needs to be appreciated just a little bit more than it has. It needs to be looked at in a better light i'm not going to keep repeating myself on that because i feel like i've already done that like about three or four times so you can catch me on instagram and i will link that in the descriptions and until next time